On today's episode of You Did It, we're talking about fatherhood. Which we find fitting since Father's Day is right around the corner. We asked a few different dads to sit down and chat with us about what being a father means to them. When you look for resources as a new parent, so much of the content is geared toward moms. Having dads share their perspective on being a parent is hard to find, and we're thrilled to have a few guests who are up for the conversation. In a world where FOMO and comparisons are a part of our everyday lives, the You Did It podcast believes in celebrating the little victories. You don't need to start a multi-million dollar business or write a best-selling novel to change the world. Sometimes just hearing someone say, you did it, is enough. By listening to today's episode, we like to imagine you're giving our guests a round of applause. So thanks. So, unlike our episodes in season one, the first episode of season two has four different guests sharing their views on fatherhood. It was so fun hearing these different perspectives on being a dad and celebrating these guys just in time for Father's Day. Skylar Gardner has three girls, ages 10, 8, and 5. Um, I was 19, and uh, I had a girlfriend for about three months, and she told me that she was pregnant. Doug Walls is a father of a three-year-old boy and a newborn baby girl. My wife and I uh, got married, and I was like, okay, baby time. Doug Pennick is busy raising a four-year-old little boy and eight and 11-year-old girls. Ooh, um, I want to just start by saying my wife and I are high school sweethearts. So we had picked out our first baby names, like boy and girl, by the time that we were 18 years old. And Kieran Thompson is the father of my baby. She's absolutely perfect and is 10 weeks old. Sam felt a, uh, just, she just had a feeling and got a pregnancy test. And long story short, I woke up in the morning to a a text with a photo of a pregnancy test. And I was just like, what? Um, okay. How do you think society views the role of dad and how is your actual life different? I think it's changing. I think the view of the dad role is definitely changing. I think there's 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 more and more dads that are like home with their kids all day, and like more women that are like like full on careers and and like bringing in that that money Mm -hmm. like for the family, like and there's a lot more dads that are more comfortable with that. You know. Yeah. Obviously, we still have a huge problem with like this. (laughs) <laughs> this illusion of like what masculinity means and so it stops a lot of of men from from taking on that role even though they know that their wife or partner is like way more suited to make money yeah <laughs> you know like like I know that's like me and my relationship like she is way more suited to like make consistent money and like good money she's like Mama's way smarter breadwinner. right than than I am <laughs> like so so take on the role that you're like best at I mean I think in in our society for a while it's been the case where the mom has raised children and the dads have been the provider and I think thankfully gradually that's been changing as women have equal opportunity to work in the workplace that means that obviously we have to make changes at home 
And I think that for a lot of our parents' generation and maybe in between them and ours, um, there was still holding on to this idea that the mom was supposed to really raise the kids and then they're also working. And I like to think that in our generation, things are changing. Like Sam and I looked at it as, okay, let's let's have a blank slate. Mm-hmm. And not thinking, all right, you take care of the kids and I pay the bills. We're obviously both paying the bills. How can we divvy up the responsibilities of parenting? And there are some that like, I can't do, I can't breastfeed our baby. She tries, <laughs> Ruby tries, <laughs> but it doesn't work, Ruby. Um, and... I think when we when we got home from the hospital, it was like Sam needs to recover from this very physically demanding thing and breastfeed the baby. And I tried to do everything else. And then as Sam recovered and as we got better, um, like as things got like a little more stable, um, we just decided to try and divvy things up around the home. And I think that's going to be an ever evolving thing. Mm -hmm. So I think that this idea that like dads aren't able to be a caregiver or a nurturer and they're only the provider is something that we're proving wrong every day. I think that we're still defining what it means to be a dad. Um, When I was younger, dads had this like dad strong thing. Dads were like big and muscular and they had like mustaches and a tone of voice and had served (laughs) in the military and stuff like that. And and so I idolize that in a certain aspect, but we, the world is changing and we're not all like that anymore. Mm -hmm. So I think every dad has the opportunity to just like figure it out day by day and try to like live their best selves, you know? Yeah. That's a struggle, but I'm working on it. I think it's changing, which I'm very excited uh, for because you could, you know, the dad isn't seen as just the enforcer um, or, you know, the one who, yeah, just comes home and disciplines. So you get to have a lot of fun with them and you get to kind of like hype it up and and, um, kind of go back and, you know, relive your childhood and have a lot of fun. So that's what I really enjoy. And I think it is changing um, uh, and, um, you know, that you get to spend more time with them. And it's not just the expectation that you come home and you light your cigar and read your newspaper, <laughs> swat the Turn kid. On the radio. I don't know who, yeah, yeah I don't know we where I got this. We talked about it yesterday. The, the, you have like, wait till your father comes home. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really glad that, yeah, that's not the case um, anymore. A few years ago, um, the kid's mom wasn't like mentally very healthy. And so I had the kids a lot. I mean, for two years, I probably had them, you know, a good 80%, 90% of the time. And mm-hmm. I mean, like women would come up to me like, like, I can't believe like, you know, you're so, like changing a diaper. Like, it's just so dumb. Isn't like, it weird? made me feel so weird. Nobody would say that to a mother. No one would say that to a mom. Yeah. Like, and it makes me feel so weird that I'm, like, doing a totally normal thing and I'm being exalted (laughs) and, like, women are just, like, you know. That's your job. Yeah. What do you think makes a good dad? It's, like, very simple. It's love. You know, you have to Mm -hmm. love. And it's true. But, But because of people's childhoods, I think they have kind of fucked up concepts of what love actually looks like. Yeah. Like, like one person, like I knew that my parents loved me and they also hit me with a belt all the time, 
You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like you grow up with that where like like love and hugs and kisses and also belt, like it all goes together and it's all okay. Um, it should be stated that like, you know, that is called child abuse <laughs> in 2020. PSA. Yeah. And um, uh, so, yeah. I think it's more than love. It has to be more than love. Yeah. Because because I think it's questioning questioning yourself, self-awareness and personal growth. And as we're aware of ourselves, um, f- you know, challenging ourselves to grow as people, um, that makes us more attentive and understanding and patient and all of these things that, you know, actually show love. I think it's different for every family. Um, I think that, you know, we have friends where the wife is the one who's solely providing. Um, I have other friends who are two men raising a baby together. So it's like, there's just a whole spectrum of like what a dad is. Mm -hmm. But I think that, really it's like what makes a good parent and I think that's someone who you're willing to make some sacrifices for your child but also still pursue what makes you you I don't think we should give up everything that we want to do in life and all of our dreams to be able to raise a child but like try and pursue those while still being able to provide um, still being able to nurture and I think it's about spending time and just um really fostering whoever this child wants to become Mm -hmm. and really nurturing them. Um, I can't wait till the time where she has interests that I can help her explore. And, um, you know, we can talk about the big questions in life and all those sorts of things. And I want to be there for her. I want to be her friend. I want to be able to guide her. I want to be able to, you know, discipline her, all of these things, you know, that fall into being a parent. But Really, I think it's just different for everybody. A little bit of humility, a little bit of that, like, understanding. Um, I, I think it's important, like, when we see the world changing around us to try to adapt to it, and it's mm-hmm. very easy for men to not do that. Um, so that idea of, like, womanhood is whatever you want it to be. And I have these two daughters and like, I have one that decided that she wanted to skateboard. And so like, we just bought her the best skateboard we could do. I built a mini ramp in my backyard and like, and I get proud of those things because I, I want to believe that that's what being a good dad is, or at least my idea of what being a cool dad is, you know, um, (laughs) Just, like, embracing what they love and helping them. Just letting them live into, like, a thousand percent of who they can be, right? Just, like, giving that runway. And so I might mess up a lot of things along the way, and I'm sure I will um, and already have. That's a a good question. I'm sure there are a lot of good ways. Just being there, being present, being active, bringing the hype, um, being interested in what they're interested in, right? So... I don't know, you know, the, the kid, uh, Carl, the, my oldest son, is in super into cars, which uh, is pretty typical, but I'm not at all into cars. I drive a 2006 Chevy Cobalt, <laughs> clearly have no interest in anything in car. So Maybe you have an interest uh, in that car. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's the Carl. best. Yeah. He, he, so when he was younger, he would point out different cars and that sort of resembled mine, but 
he was being very gracious and you know they were more souped up cars so i was like you're right that does look like my car very gracious. yeah i was like thanks thanks carl a um, little ego boost. Yeah, I was like, he's Gosh. also your hype man. It sounds like. Yeah, well, he's yeah, it goes worth, It goes both ways. Yeah, I was cutting up grapes, and he's just like, "Wow, awesome, dad, awesome job, dad." Oh my god! And I was like, "Damn." So yeah, yeah, and and yeah, really kind of um, grabbing hold of any you know whatever they're interested are, and then you know using your adult superpowers and maybe income or or however to really uh, propel that forward. How do you feel about fatherhood at this point in your life? I mean, I love being a father. I guess I feel free to learn and grow as a dad, comfortable with where I'm I'm at, and also uncomfortable with where I'm at, but also understanding that I can continue to get better. I think uh, so. So currently, I mean, my current state of mind as a dad is. Like what I'm currently working on would probably be probably like myself. I think I recently realized that like the shit that I'm going through in my head is what keeps me from being a good parent or like quote good parent, Mm -hmm. you know, like the best parent that I can be. This very moment, um, I think this is the part of parenting that I really was most clueless about. Grew up with no young children around. I have two little brothers, but I mean, there was never ever babies around that I can remember, no cousins. Um, Just, I just really didn't spend a lot of time with babies. Mm -hmm. So our niece, Sammy, is the first baby that I've been around. She's three now, and I've learned a lot from her. But just expectations of like, how long do they sleep? How often do they need to eat? All this stuff I'm just learning, and it's it's a lot of routine. And so that's been surprising, just how structured it really is and how you also have to let go and not have any expectations. So I think this is the part of parenting where it's just been the most surprising for me. Mm-hmm. And how does it make you feel to be surprised by that? Um. At times it can be frustrating. I think it's most frustrating when you feel like you've done everything you possibly can and she still just won't stop crying and you just want her to feel better, you want her to feel okay. And I think finding acceptance that all I can do is the skills I have available to me. I can feed her, change her, hold her, burp her, let her sleep. That's about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if she's still crying after all of that, it's because the world is a big, scary place. And so I think there's times where I feel frustrated, but when I am able to care for her and figure it out, it feels really amazing. I'm a lot more humbled now, I think. Uh, I'm still every day excited about being a dad because I, I want to fast forward sometimes. I want my kids to be like peers of mine because I'm obsessed with having friends and I just helped create the three most amazing people I've ever met. And I want them to be my best friends. Yeah. Uh, but the tension is right now, I, you know, I still got to be dad. Yeah. Um, 
So you're waiting for them to turn like 22 and like yeah, come hang yeah. out with you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I can't wait for like, you know, boyfriends and girlfriends and husbands. Like I, I like collecting friends. So I see those people as like extensions of like the closest circle I can Aww. ever have, you know. Like, I mean, it's great. Um, that's like my favorite part of everything just being around them and again when they can start walking and talking and learning and taking it all in um they're just hilarious and fun and you know there are challenges of course um you can be a little you know moody and it's like what's going on yeah like is life too comfortable yeah um but they're you know just recognizing that they're you know going through their own stuff and um Trying to get through that as quickly as can. <laughs> yeah. Back to the good stuff. But, yeah, I mean, fatherhood is amazing. Um, super happy to have the, the little one. What's been the biggest challenge? So I think we're all, like, have, like, these battles going on, you know, just constantly, like, in our head and in the world. And uh, so I think it's it's, you know, this is kind of like, zen (laughs) hindu you know like eastern shit but but it's like but it's like there aren't really any battles other than like the battles that i'm making up for myself like i mean i'm just creating these battles um and so recognizing that these are self-created you know empowers you know should empower me to you know relax, relax, mm-hmm. you know, my mind, because I think as we're fighting these battles, um, that's what's taking away from the kids. I think the biggest challenge has been combating um, this perception of fatherhood that when I found out Sam was pregnant, I signed up for all the apps and all the email newsletters and all these things. And some of them even allowed you to check that you were a father but all of them were geared towards women. There was no resource I could find really geared towards men and geared towards fathers. And when they would talk about men in these resources, a lot of times it could be condescending. Mm. And a lot of times it almost it almost gives you permission to just say, fine, I'm just a big dummy who doesn't know where the holes to, to put her head and her arms and her feet are in a, in a, in a onesie. There's literally a onesie I saw said dad proof had arrows to where each body part goes. And I think that... Oh my God. That like... Sends a bad message. It sends yeah. a really bad message. And either one, it's like, you're not good enough to do this and you're not capable, so why even try? Or if you are trying in those moments where you're failing, it's like, yeah, I guess I, I guess that this is just as good as I can be. Where So I think that there's such a double standard. Like these resources all call for men to be more involved in parenting. But at the same time, there's like a list of 10 things to not say in the delivery room. And it's like, well, I really wish I could catch the game right now. So could we wrap this up? And it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. If anyone has ever said that, screw them. Yeah. (laughs) But most men aren't doing that. Most men, I think, want to really contribute equally to, to the family. Most men really want to nurture and care for their children. And the biggest thing is they're capable of it. Yeah. So let's start talking like that. 
<laughs> I kind of say uh, fear, I yeah. think, um, because uh, it's it's so easy to do things wrong, and right, everybody's their own worst critic, so you live your life every day going, like, I hope I didn't mess it up too bad. Um, but I heard some great advice from somebody once that was like, you know, when my kid gets that age, I'll just tell them, look, I will pay for your therapy. Like, <laughs> just go get a few things worked out. I did some things wrong. Right. You know, I probably messed you up in several ways. <laughs> and I'm willing to accept it, but I did the best I could. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, daily, I think it's just like kind of being afraid that you messed your kids up. The biggest challenge, you know, learning and growing with them. Um, and so when you, you're just trying to, trying to solve them and what, you know, stage they're at and trying to figure that out. So uh, sometimes if you have like a difficult night and it's like, okay, what well, what went wrong? You know, what, you know, this is something new, you know, that he's. Um, kind of going one way or the other and what's causing this is this something normal and just really like my biggest worry is breaking them you know like making sure it's like okay if it's natural and this is just how it's supposed to be it's like cool but um, just making sure that I'm on on top of it um, but yeah that, it, you know I don't no real specific you know challenge I had to overcome other than mm -hmm. losing all free time that ever existed before <laughs> Just that little thing. What is the thing that you're most proud of as a dad? I'm most proud that so far, you know, thus far I've been able to create a relationship with the kids that is open and safe. Um, and they're excited to tell me things. They're excited to tell me things uh, that I never imagined, you know, my 10-year-old ran up to me the other day and she said, um, dad, I have discharge. Oh, I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> like, are you that is awesome. Yeah. Cool. Let's talk How about it. How do we it. feel about this? Yeah. yeah. I mean, this means, you know, like your, your period is going to come, you know, next. And that's so just like, so like we're having like these conversations. That is so yeah. cool that she like, feels comfortable so enough rad. to be excited about that. Yeah. With I you. love it. Yeah. <laughs> That's really so, cool. Yeah, really you created is. a very safe place. Yeah, and I hope to continue that. And I think it'll only get harder as I, you know, more of my ego gets involved with, like, what your life should look like and who you should be hanging out with. And, you know, we've talked about these things, and now you're doing these things. What yeah. happened? You know, like, as more of that stuff happens, I'm sure it'll get harder um, and more challenging. I mean, this is kind of a shared one, but I'm really proud of Sam and I working as a team. Um, we're constantly having to learn and adapt, and there's days where I'm just feeling like I can't do this. Like, I'm at, I've reached my wit's end. And one of those happened um, last week. I normally wake up with Ruby and hang out with her in the morning so Sam can sleep in. And I tried to put her down for a nap. I tried to comfort her and just nothing was working. And I came in and I was like, I can't do this, Sam. And she's like, lay down. And I passed out and she took her. And next thing I woke up, it was like 11 in the morning. 
So I slept for like four or five hours and she's done that for me and I've been able to do that for her and just finding how we can help every, actually one thing I'm really proud of, every Sunday we sit down together for coffee. We go to a coffee shop, we bring Ruby, she's just sleeping in her car seat and we talk honestly and openly about the past week Mm -hmm. and we let our guard down Try not to hurt any feelings, and we're just honest. And I hope we can do that for the rest of our lives. It's been really, really helpful to have that open line of communication together. I think that I have successfully, like, gotten them each to their respective ages. Like, I've, I've <laughs> hey, you're 11. Like, yeah. I've read a lot of things on the news. That doesn't happen to everyone, <laughs> you know? Like... <laughs> <laughs> but actually, that's, that's like true. really your biggest yeah. accomplishment is like your kids alive. Yeah, yes. and they're like and they're healthy just like and the happy. funniest, yeah. you know, coolest, cutest kids that you could ever ask for. So like I, I'm proud to watch that happening, whether or not I had anything to do with it. I guess seeing them interact with others, either if it's little kids or uh, adults, and just seeing how well-behaved or polite and respectful, um, which is, which is odd. He'll, he'll lock it right up, um, uh, once he's out and about, and then he can be a little terror at home. But, you know, just, just that I'm hoping that, that I had some sort of impact on, you know, just how he's treating others and, um, just kind of the, his perspective on life. So, you know, when someone sneezes, he'll be the first to say bless you or um and you know his little his little positive comments and and so where he's in daycare now or you know school he'll always correct us that it's school or i I still forget yeah i call it as you know we're going to bed go get in your crib and he's like no 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 my toddler bed (laughs) my toddler all right you're right sorry my bad um but um so he's at daycare and so the daycare is really good at like texting us like how he did um and just just seeing um, some of those responses, you know, that somebody was, you know, so-and-so was scared and, you know, Carl um, went and kind of like <laughs> helped them through it, you know, and oh, said, it's okay. And, and she's so like, yeah. Troubles. yeah, right. And so um, just to see that he can also have a, a better impact on, on the world. How about those dads? This is Sam. There's no Leah right now because we tried something new for this episode, as you can probably tell. And I just wanted to pop in and say that even though we forgot to record any sort of ending for the episode, I'm still really proud about the way we were able to figure out how to edit together four different dads all talking about dad stuff. It was super hard, and honestly, the whole thing is stitched together a little awkwardly, but I did it, and I'm going to celebrate that because that is what this show is all about. Even though I think our baby is the greatest thing that has ever been placed on this earth, uh, the transition to, for me, becoming a mother has been really, really hard and didn't exactly come easy for me, but I've found a lot of comfort in reading or hearing other people's stories or connecting with new friends or old friends about their experiences or even sharing my own experiences on places like Instagram. 
But sadly, I don't think a lot of dads have the same luck in finding resources and support when they're kind of shoved into parenthood, which isn't right. So that's why I was super excited to record this episode and hear some stories from dads who are new or not so new um, and just kind of give them a big old high five. So I hope you loved it too. Uh, We'd love to share more stories like this one that you don't hear about every day. So if you have one to tell, you can shoot us a note using the form on heyyoudidit.com. As always, if you love what you're hearing, you can give us a little rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts. That really helps us out. Thanks for listening to this episode and bearing with us as we experiment with this new format. And we can't wait for the next one.